You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Full 90 Extra Time Podcast, our weekly look into Seattle Sounders FC, nerdy soccer culture, fan outrage, and an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league not funded by foreign royalty, MLS. We're your hosts, I'm from Mornings on 107.7 The End, I'm Gregor, and he's been everywhere at CenturyLink Field, including the sideline looking like an old, he's Brandon from the internet. Hi. <laughs> Do us a quick solid. Click on through to Apple Podcasts and uh, leave a comment. Tell us who your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player is. More importantly, give us a rating uh, of definitely five stars. <laughs> and tell us who your favorite player is from your favorite striker, Roman Torres, to your favorite goalkeeper. Uh, I don't know how to say the guy's name. Beam Goyal or uh, Goyal? 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 I don't know. That kid was so yeah. cute, man. Good for that him. That was the cutest. That was the Make-A-Wish kid that came out and got to play to start the game against uh, against um, uh, Dortmund. Uh, this the- just made me feel a lot better for you, though, um, in your like quest and troubles trying to find a, a authentic goalkeeper jersey. They couldn't even get an official Sounders goalkeeper, although eight years old, an official Sounders goalkeeper jersey. That's so crazy. <laughs> so crazy. I went back and watched the one with the Xander kid. That was that ginger kid, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was such a cute moment. And Clint Dempsey, you realize what a what a G that guy is because of um, how much he cared about those kids that came through and did that. There's some really <laughs> tug at your heartstring stuff that, <laughs> that you can find on the internet about all that. Anyway. It, it, well, and if you want to be a G just like Clint Dempsey, uh, you can apparently now buy his house in Kirkland. <laughs> <laughs> For only $3 million. Exactly. It looks, I mean... It looks fine. It looks like the house that uh, is just like a suburb, you know, all the houses look the same and have the same kind of bedroom. So I grew up with that. One of them lived in by Clint Dempsey. Yeah, I grew up with that. And so there's something really satisfying. Like I just had like, I grew up in a neighborhood that had like an architect who designed the neighborhood. So they weren't like, it wasn't track housing, but it was definitely that like suburbs America feel to it, like proper size yard, like not too big because that's a lot to take care of, you know, and then like a house with like adequate size rooms. And I I don't know. It's just, I saw that and I was like, oh, I live there. (laughs) That feels, (laughs) that feels good. (laughs) This week, the winging it with Sounders FC take on the who cares. I'm still mad about last week. Team from Houston, whatever, in the battle of whatever. Screw everything. God, I'm so mad still. I didn't realize how mad I was until starting this up. Now, Brandon, I have a question for you. Can you tell me how to win Tour de France? Uh, I can't. I think you got to kill a guy. I'm pretty sure that that's what we... I was trying to watch a YouTube video and 30 seconds in, I was like, well, if you're the last man standing, you by default win. I'm pretty sure that them's the rule. <laughs> what you do is you give all the other people drugs and you don't take any yourself. 
<laughs> if, if I, I won't go on a big uh, sumo-like Tour de France tangent right Good, now. Good, because we got to get to sumo. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of uh, a lot of Tour de France lately, and um, it, every every year that it's on, I get really like stoked and start riding my bike a lot more. Um, and I, every time I do it, I just realize I'm that I'm just so so far away from being able to do anything that good. Wait, ever. you're not a professional athlete? That's crazy, <laughs> Brandon. I had no idea. I was riding my bike uh, down the Burt Gilman yesterday and um, trying to see like my average speed on my like Apple watch, which is, you know, not a scientific method of measuring that. Mm. But I was looking at my average speed of, you know, like 14 miles an hour. And then I looked over at, uh, you know, when you look at the tour de France and they're averaging 25 miles an hour uphill on in the Alps, (laughs) no oxygen, totally do it. Like, uh, I feel like sadly you're closer to sumo than to tour de France. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would say it's probably a lot easier to get into sumo shape. (laughs) Well, uh, you can look at Enho. He only weighs a very light 200 pounds. Um, and he did quite well. He got Kachikoshi, meaning that he has a winning record from the July tournament. Pretty good. Uh, it looks really hot in Nagoya, though, man. Oh, my God. Not, like Tour de France hot. It's hot there, too. Also, also really hot in the Tour de France right now. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Europe ex- is experiencing terrible, terrible weather. Uh, I just have to say, Kakuru won the July Basho. He beat Hakuho, which was crazy in a final day matchup. Hakuho was one win behind, so if Hakuho won, they would have a playoff, and they'd have to wrestle again right away. Which is what everyone wanted to see, I think. But good for Kakuru. He picks up his sixth ever uh, tournament championship. There's a lot of big stories. I won't get into them now because we're short on time because we've put this thing off for so long. we got to get it done and get moving, and I'm cheating at work and everything else. So let's... Uh, what's, what's, uh I, I, was it pull off the band-aid? Is that the expression that Ripped fits band-aid. this? Yeah, just rip this band-aid off because we're going to dive right back into the pain. Uh, sounders host the Timbers for the second time this year, the first time in Seattle, the last one was in Tacoma, and that was also bad. <laughs> uh, and they, uh, similar result to what happened in Tacoma, they lost 2-1. to one. Oh. And Brandon, Brandon was in the family section, he later learned, uh, swearing really loud at every single thing that happened. Yeah, you got a problem, man. You got to hold the curses in. I, I guess I take it for granted that I've worked in radio my whole life, because when necessary, I can avoid swearing. Um I don't try it at all, apparently. <laughs> well, kids learned awesome stuff from Brandon. <laughs> so. Well, I felt exceptionally bad because um, the, earlier that day, the Sounders have a Special Olympics team and the Timbers have a Special Olympics team. And those two teams played each other earlier in the day. And those two teams were sitting like three rows behind me. <laughs> in the, As you're yelling, uh, kill him! Young and impressionable children. Kill him! Yeah. But... You know, so we sat, we sat there, and uh, there was a lot to be to be sworn about. I should say, like the match was just chippy. It was just nasty from end to end for the basically the entire match. The Sounders started like basically after the first kick with almost a goal in like within forty five seconds uh, on the. So I I don't know from the, basically the very first seconds of the match until the very end when the Sounders were like fighting to uh, equalize. Uh, the game was interesting. There was not a part of the game that you wanted to miss. For me, was it Stuart Holden? Is that who it was? Yeah, John Strong. Stu. Yeah, they were doing the commentary. For me, like there was like a, right after that first goal by Fartland, the whole season and my whole feeling towards one player were summed up in one sentence. Stu says Torres is caught looking at it. 
<laughs> and because, of course, it just, yeah. I thought he had a better match. And I feel like his fitness is there. And then, like, my buddy Jose Moreno posted a photo from the tunnel after the match where Torres looks just defeated. He just looks like he like has been through a lot. And I, it like hurt me because there I am yelling at the TV like, do better! Mark your man! Don't let him get around you! He makes $10 million! You have to do better! Um, I, I went from that expression to seeing like a guy who like probably thought he was trying as hard as he could and didn't have enough to keep up and that really like that hurt me so well last week we highlighted uh roman torres as the potential hero for this match uh, and that was I you think... that highlighted that <laughs> <laughs> well oh, first of all i think he gets credited with an assist on the Rui Diaz goal so yeah, absolutely uh, it was awesome like, like that. awesome great play from from him but at the same time like i to to quote my uh from my favorite hero is with great power comes great responsibility so he had the ability to be the hero but at the same time dropped the ball um and i don't i wouldn't put either of those goals completely on his no shoulders. No. like both of those uh there were players around him brad smith in particular who should have been doing better he he has a bad game and then after the match you see him all fired up with uh the goalkeeper steve clark and a bunch of other timbers players god i hate and that guy Stephen Fry comes out and has a basically his quote is like, yes, Steve is a, a dick, basically. Um, but also, like, where was that fire during the match? Where was that intensity during the match? He basically called out without saying it, Roman Torres and a few of the other guys who were getting heated for for not showing up during the match and, and only willing to basically throw bows afterwards. As the backup captain should. <laughs> so good, good <laughs> it was crazy. Like he gets, I think, like you said, I think he got credit for the assist. Um, I'm worried that he's the only one listening because we've really said some negative things about him. But he's the one, like he fires that ball into Rui Diaz. Rui Diaz works his magic. It was kind of like the... Schmetzer said after the game or at halftime or something like that that it was like the whole idea is like work the wings as usual yeah. and then you got a stud up at, up top that can finish for you. Torres just boots one up there from nowhere and like Rui does does what he what we want to but then he switches off and gives up a goal like eight seconds later from not marking right so I I don't know man there wasn't a lot to walk away and be super stoked about from that match there were some long spells of possession and some decent looking possession soccer but like. Mm-hmm. I don't know, dude. Fartland, who's a million points behind, looks like they had control of that match easily. Yeah, there's a reason that uh, despite their position in the the actual table, that MLS still has them ranked as like the number three in the power rankings because that team is playing well. um, And honestly... Man to man, I think the Sounders are are a better team than Portland. However, or sorry, Fartland, excuse me. Thank you. Uh, they're a better team, but for some reason, every time that they get up here, they they get our goat. Like the Sounders are not able to. They they lose their composure. Um, they're not able to. Con- I mean, the amount of chances that they had. They had like something like thirteen chances in the first half within six yards of of in the, in the penalty box and and couldn't convert on any of them. So, so it, that's it, like, a bad these day. are like high probability chances. But so. so that's just a bad day, right? That's like that's I would look at that stat and be like great job putting that many chances from the 6-yard box. That's cool. Yeah. Rui Diaz, <laughs> speaking of bad day, Rui Diaz, the guy who scores like the, the he scores the goal of the week last season or last week. He scores uh, a great goal 
later in the match, but also probably has the miss of the season. He's what three, four yards out, and uh, basically there for an easy tap in and skies it, skies it. Yeah, <laughs> like couldn't couldn't have put it further from in the goal. It's tough, man. He's he he didn't make that scores every thirty eight touches thing look much better. That's for sure. No. Tell me about Donde Estariaga. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Maybe I missed something here, but we have this uh, DP center back who we signed this summer, and he's on the bench uh, this match. He's on the bench last match. Um, I don't know. Is he recovering from something? Is he? Uh, did he pick up a knock that I'm forgetting about? Uh, but he, you have this super highly paid center back who's supposed to be you know, the future for the Sounders defense, and you're still starting. I mean, Roman has looked great the last couple matches he has his moments of of like i i don't know it bad play i suppose <laughs> um but you have a guy like ariaga on the bench who is supposedly the guy that is going to be the future holding holding that back line with kim kihi most likely so i'm just i'm just a little confused or just i'm not sure why ariaga is not playing at this point i just tweeted to ari liljenwell well God, i can't ever say it right sorry ari to see if he could give us some insight here while we're doing the pod as to what <laughs> what's he doing in practice what's ariaga up to when they're you know when they're rehearsing i almost said what is it? is this a play <laughs> anyway my you, you've been married to a ballerina for too long <laughs> that is a, well not too long i've been <laughs> no, no. i don't want to say that that way or whatever uh the subs weren't great the sounders didn't take their chances they didn't really have any attacking options on the bench i think that's kind of symptomatic of where this team is at in terms of staffing so i don't know there's i don't have a lot of positive thoughts going into the weekend here except for getting away from Seattle maybe trying to play where there's not the pressure of like insane fan rivalry could actually be a decent thing because we both know no one's going to be at big big money oil stadium in Texas so um, yeah I'm just confused where similar to why isn't Ariaga playing uh, Justin Dillon who played two matches for the Sounders when we were in some pretty dire straits it didn't have anybody to play forward basically after Will Bruin uh went out with his you know definitely not a knee injury and <laughs> um and Justin Dillon's a guy that I thought played really well in his two matches didn't get a goal but but definitely played decent um I'm not sure why he's not on the bench as an attacking option uh, Alfonso Campos Chavez uh goes and scores his first two professional goals for Tacoma Defiance yesterday. Uh, but another guy who is looked really good in the two matches that he played, even though he's only 17 years old. Like We have attacking options that are young and hungry uh, and, and have now have some MLS experience. I'm not sure why we're not putting these forwards on the bench. I, I think that when you are talking about a Cascadia rivalry like that and the intensity of that match that – um, maybe it's harder to bet on the kids that don't have the experience. So, anyway. uh, don't worry though. We'll have a chance to see this matchup happen again next month, as you note, because nothing makes a rivalry really great like oversaturation. <laughs> well, that's how that goes. Uh, before we get into the um, the the hot garbage and whatnot, you see the uh, display by Zlatan over the weekend. Oh, it, it's it's. I, this has officially become Major League Zlatan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I love every second of it. As long, 
As long as he's not playing Seattle, I'll I'll eat all of it up. The karate champion is out there uh, scoring goals. He had a hat trick. Did he end up with a third? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, also he, a bit of controversy. Yeah, a, bunch of, a bit of controversy when he went up for a header when he led, I mean, with an elbow, like a, what do you call that? Like a roundhouse elbow, probably. Yeah. Or side elbow. <laughs> straight to a dude's face and he's not going to be punished for it. No, and it's it's this this dude definitely has a black belt. Uh, so this the match is one of the you know a new big rivalry in MLS. It's LAFC versus Laton and the Latonets, and he goes up. He has a black belt in karate. We know this guy knows what he's doing uh, with his body. We've seen it time and time again uh, across the world of him scoring ridiculous goals because of his positional awareness. He knows what his body is doing. He elbowed uh, El Manier, who's a guy that plays for LAFC, or as Matt Johnson always calls him on the radio, El Manure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> elbowed a guy in his face, and El Manier has to like had to go into a plastic surgeon to have his face fixed. It, like it broke his skull. Great. But MLS disciplinary committee reviews it, and and Zlatan will not be disciplined for it because they said it wasn't intentional. But like I said, this man has better bo- like body bodily awareness than anybody in the world yeah um he he karate chops people in the league we've seen it he's been disciplined uh he's choke slammed a goalkeeper uh he's done all sorts of things and clint dempsey's probably been suspended for nine games because of it <laughs> we've got to drop that I, i'm no longer on the clint dempsey is suspended bandwagon you and ari all about that <laughs> they moved him out of his house in kirkland because of this <laughs> you've been suspended from your home That brings us to the most important player for Seattle. It's the drinking in the family section, man of the match. Your drinking in the family section, man of the match, is Roman Torres. I Oh, drinking in the family section, just like Roman Torres trying to play as a forward, it's awesome sometimes, but mostly everyone gets mad at you. All right. Well, moving right on. Who's hot? Who's garbage? And who is hot garbage? Starting with hot. Hot. I would say hot. Hot. That South to Central American link-up, or Central to South American link-up, however you want to put it. Yeah, Central to South American. Roman Torres to Rui Diaz. If they could do it every week, I would stop complaining, that's for sure. (laughs) I like how Roman Torres gets the assist on that goal the same way that Christian Roldan got an assist on the goal last week. Like, give the ball to Raul Rui Diaz, watch him do something great, and uh, maybe you'll get an assist. Exactly. I I doubt that either of them gets gets paid for assists, so that's fine with me. How about garbage? Garbage. 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 The Fartland goalkeeper, Steve Clark or whatever. Or more like garbage. Garbage. Me seeing him uh, after the match outside the parking garage where he definitely shouldn't have been and uh, telling him he he sucks and it definitely got to him. (laughs) Did he get mad? He got really mad. Like I, I was walking back to we, me and my uh, buddy from Portugal went and got a drink after the match to wait for the traffic to clear out. And we, on our way back, walking to the parking garage, we saw Steve Clark walking outside of the parking garage. Like, why are you out there as a as the opposing player who just got out of a heated match? <laughs> why are you outside of the parking garage? Well, it's because you can run into jabronis like me who will say something along the lines of like, "You suck. You're a, you know you're a piece of crap." And then he turned around and was like, what did you say? And I was like, you know what you did. And then uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, like in, in my mindset at the at the time, was I trying to guilt trip him for something? <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. You know uh, what you did. You go to your room. and You think about this, Steve Clark. 
Uh, real, I hope you think long and hard about this on the bus back to Fartland. Real quick, an extra garbage. Uh, Portland fans who afterwards go to the local bars and then start trouble, you garbage. Garbage. Yeah, you garbage. How about hot garbage? Hot garbage. Hot garbage, besides the uh, the literal car, car fire that I saw on the way up. <laughs> I was in Oregon uh, over the weekend before the match, and on the way back up, I saw a car fire, uh, and that was literal hot garbage. Um <laughs> I will say actual hot garbage. Hot garbage. Brian Fernandez, the guy that scored both, both of their goals, red card worthy tackle on Kim Ki Hee that ended he scissor up kicked him. yellow. He scissor yeah. kicked him. That is a red card. But I know in the uh, from the broadcast booth, Stuart Holden was like, "No, no, no. That was that yellow card's appropriate." I'm like, "Well, then what what's the penalty well, for a scissor kick then? Because that's what he did. He clipped his legs out by scissoring him and not like what South Park would say about scissoring. It's a di- whole well, different if, if, if that's not a red card and elbowing a guy in the face isn't a red card. Today, uh, 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 Kai Kamara, who is a forward now for Colorado Rapids, um, I think, he that guy's changed clubs so many times lately, uh, he tweeted something along the lines of, we should all be playing to Zlatan's rules if we're not already. Uh, and so apparently Brian Fernandez got that memo in his scissor t- scissor kicking guys and uh, not getting penalized penalized for it. He can also see the future tweets. It's not the future of everything. You can just read future tweets. It's quite the, <laughs> it's quite the skill that you're paying for Portland. I like your style though. I see what you did. Respect where respect is due. Okay, Who gave Brian Fernandez our Crystal Pepsi ball. Oh, our, Christ- our Crystal Pepsi Twitter ball. That was, that was not smart of us. Oh, what a what a you know what a condition for a superhero ability. I can read the future of Twitter. <laughs> like, oh man, I love superpowers with con- with like conditions on there. I can teleport, but every time I crap my pants. <laughs> That's my favorite one. That's my, fa- <laughs> You're my favorite. You're trending man. <laughs> Okay, looking ahead, we've got a uh, we got a match to watch this weekend. Sounders are nine, four, and six all time against the Dynamo, including a one, four, and four mark on the road. Not awesome. Houston Dynamo are on thirty points, eighth in the West. Seattle Sounders FC on thirty five points, third in the West. That is a tight battle for playoff positions. If there's only five points separating those two, holy cow! This could easily get away from somebody or easily change fortunes real fast. Yeah, the Sounders, uh, despite their really bad mark on the road against Houston, especially in Houston lately, um, the last two times that they've played down there have been wins. So that 1-4-4 four, and four is regular season. They beat Houston in the 2017 playoffs in Houston, and they beat them last season in, in 2018. So there's your one regular season win. So despite it being bad overall, as of the last two years, things seem to be turning up for the Sounders. Now, Houston's coming off of that big 3 nothing win, or I, th- I think it was a 3-1 win at Toronto, um, but they have been bad otherwise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, traveling to Toronto and winning you know, uh, at that stadium um, is pretty remarkable. Good job. I mean, Toronto's been kind of hot garbage this year. Hot garbage. For sure, but like to still to go up there and play in their house and win is, a, is quite the feat, so they'll be pumped about that. They'll have a lot of momentum going because of that. Basically, to understand uh, Houston this season, to know what the Sounders are going into face uh, this weekend, the the Dynamo are basically doing an oppo Sounder, where they started the season really, really well, and then now they've been really, really bad. <laughs> they before they before they won against Toronto, they had lost seven of their last nine. Wow! So they're That's not terrible. great. <laughs> yeah. But still, sometimes the, all you need they, is that spark. They, 
they they just started in the uh the what that new tournament that MLS and Liga MX started uh called the League's Cup yeah. uh where they were automatically put into the quarterfinal <laughs> and uh DeMarcus Beasley scored a goal at, who's and he's been playing for 49 seasons or whatever it is and they uh but they did get bounced out on penalties and they started a few of their their top players so um, hoping a few of those guys are pretty tired come Saturday. Plus the heat, bro. And I'm not talking the Miami heat or the Miami sound machine either. I'm talking about the straight-up Houston, Texas Gulf swamp heat that is going to be this weekend's match. I don't care what time it starts. You could start it at 2 a.m. and they're still going to be suffering out there. It does start I, at 5 p.m., just so you know, on Saturday, but it's going to be awful. I have no desire to go there. Yeah, I, I've been in the winter. It's fine. Johnson Space Center is there. It's great. Oh, but, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. I got to see the Saturn V rocket that took astronauts to the moon. Like, phew, that was pretty dope. But but everything else about Houston can suck it. <laughs> Especially the fact that they're now partially owned by James Harden. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know anything about basketball, but everything I see on was well, someone internet, like begging for change outside, and like they were like James Harden came up and said, "Yo, I'll give you a hundred bucks." And they're like, "Hey, you're a part owner of the Dynamo now." <laughs> He's like, what? I don't. No, I don't no, want no, that. No. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Come on now. <laughs> All right. Uh, where are you watching the match this weekend? Uh, this weekend. So it's 5 p.m. on Saturday night. I think we'll be back. We're going to Spokane uh, today, and I think that we'll be back. And I'll probably either watch it at home. Oh no, it's on YouTube TV. I will watch it at the Nickerson Street <laughs> Pub again, probably. It's convenient for you. I still don't know. My father-in-law's in town, but I got a day of going to Cybefest Northwest, which is the Cybertronian Festival, which is a Transformers unofficial Transformers. Um, fest, fest that's happening or con or whatever in Kent. More about it at 1077thean.com. I've got some friends that are really super nerds that are putting that on, and I couldn't be happier for them. Okay, TLDL, you just came to and you're listening to the pod still somehow and confused about what's going on. Too long, didn't listen. Uh, too long, didn't listen. Don't scissor me timbers. <laughs> Arr, don't scissor me timbers. Uh, TLDL, someone get Brandon a swear jar for all of the matches he attends. I can only imagine what they think of you in the press box. Uh, I hope they don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and too long didn't listen. Houston, it's going to be hotter than France. <laughs> I mean, record heat, 39 degrees C, which is like probably 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> what I is that even, American? I don't even. Oh. 69. <laughs> 69 American, bro. Oh, it'll be fine. All right, before we take a look into the Crystal Pepsi Twitter ball, uh, let's see. The match is Saturday night, 5 p.m. They're playing on the road at Paid For by Big Oil Stadium. It's Houston Dynamo welcoming Seattle Sounders FC for a tale of 10 Torreses. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look into your Crystal Pepsi ball, Brandon, and tell me what you got. Oh, I think that the Sounders are going to win 2 nothing. I think that Jordan Morris is going to get a goal, and I think that Raul Ruiz Diaz is on his 37th touch or 38th touch or whatever it is, is going to score another ridiculous goal. Yo, that fan outrage, one of the things I saw on the old on the old Reddit was a massive complaining about Eddie, Jordan, or Eddie Johnson was right, get rid of Morris, and I'm like, <laughs> get out of here, you idiots. Um, we, we've seen it before, and we'll see it again. If, if Jordan Morris can get a goal um, and and... Usually what happens is he'll he'll score a goal and then he'll go on a streak of actually finally being good again. Yeah, so okay, so for me, my prediction watching the match from my couch likely with my father in law and my space baby and my exhausted wife being annoyed with me. Uh, I'm gonna say a two two draw. Well no. Two own goals from Roman Torres. <laughs> 
and two goals from Roman Torres. <laughs>